what? We're thank back. you. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I know. It's been such a long time. We've 12 been years. 12 years. <laughs> it's so funny, Michael. You're so funny because it hasn't actually been 12 years. No. It's it an exaggeration. Is. Yeah. It's, it's hyperbole. But you know, I feel like sometimes you have to have a hiatus. Yeah. You yeah. have to get away mm-hmm. or not get away because I never want to get away from Terra and Tacos, but you have to like be away from the thing that you love most. Yeah. To realize, to realize how much you need it in your how life. How much you need it in your life. Yeah. And this is one of those things. And I, I feel like you're very busy working. I'm busy working. Yeah. And so this hiatus was like a weird thing that just kind of happened. We didn't mean for it to happen, right. but it did. We've but still been watching horror movies. We've, well, that's all we do. Yeah. And we're going to make, we're going to recommit. Yes. We're going to make it's our a, New Year's resolution. A recommitment to 2024 is that we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Whether uh, you like it or not, people. Yeah, fucking people. Take, oh, I'm so sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry. Take that. Because uh, today is what? Is today the 29th? Today's the 29th. Yeah. So it's almost, the year is almost over. Man, can you believe it? No, man. I actually can't. I like, know. We, I, I, it does not seem that long ago that. That, that we were all. Like traveling to High Clear Castle and yes. whatnot. But yeah, this is it. 2023 is over. But it's yeah, over. we are resolved. Uh, to, to get back to it, mm-hmm. well, we will figure out the. I think the one day a week where we both can make it work. Yeah, exactly. Um, so much has changed in our kind of professional life. Yeah, that we, we're having to like. Which yeah, is like but, positive, but like also, but also ugh, like, come on. I only want to do this. Yeah, but one of the positives is that I have a moving desk. Dude, I, this is I, I can't even. This I, is some 2024 yeah, shit right I here. I bought us a moving uh, recording table, and I've had it for a while now. And I'm like, I can't wait for Michael to come over. So, like, if we want to like stand, stand up and up. get animated, this desk is the future. It is the future. We are living in the future, Michael. Yeah, crazy. Uh-huh. Um, so, because we watched a bunch of movies in 2023, not all necessarily that came out in 2023. No, but we thought we would do our own personal recap of some of the favorite movies we watched for the first time this yeah. year um some of our not so favorite movies yeah just just <laughs> stuff that we've been um you know uh, at home watching yeah co- cocooning because like we didn't even really get to talk post halloween it's, no, it's been a long I, it's long been time. a long time since we've actually like we hung out on christmas eve yeah and that was the last time we hung out but before that we hadn't really had a chance no, to hang it's out it's been crazy it's been nuts so um, but now we're here yep to recap what we loved and fucking hated but before we recap because this podcast is also about food Uh uh-huh indeed so i don't know do you want to talk a little bit about that amazing trifle that your friend Uh, my friend christy made oh my god that was a good bake (laughs) it was a good yeah you made a christmas trifle trifle black forest that you sent us home with that then we ate on christmas when aspen's and my both of our families came over to our house and it was absolutely delicious the cookies were also were they mexican wedding cookies Uh dude i'm gonna make some more i may have had about eight last night i'm gonna make some more because that like that hit me spur of the moment christmas eve morning my sister posted in our sister thread and was like i'm making these and then she posted the recipe and i was like i have all of those things i can make make these too and i made them in like 30 minutes yeah they're so good like i had to stop last night because i was like this probably isn't healthy healthy to eat yeah so many so much butter (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. it's 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 butter and sugar it's well it's delicious yeah i'm gonna make more uh but yeah the trifle was awesome it would it would make the british it would make you would get the handshake from Paul Hollywood. I think I would. My yeah. friend Adrian Churchill, shout out to Adrian, who is a Canadian uh-huh. and, and British yeah. also, uh, saw a picture of it and said, I have British relatives who pale in comparison. I mean, that's the greatest compliment. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, great. All right. Let's do it. Let's, let's I mean, let's you, dig kick, in. Kick it off. What's one of your favorite okay. movies you watched this one year? One of my favorite movies that I watched this year, and I'm going to stick to this one hard and I've been telling everybody to watch it, is um, Summer of 84. Boom. That's one of mine. Yeah. So let's go. Great. Directed by Francois Simard, Anouk Wissel. Fucking Canadians. Yeah. Joanne Carl Wissel. And I imagine they're they're Canadians. But hey, man. Probably French Canadians, French Canadians. They live in Quebec or something. Yeah. 
Um, it, it's so good. This movie rules. <laughs> it really, really does in in every sense of the word. And I know why you use the word rules because it's like so 80s, uh, just like the title says, Summer of 84. And I slept on it for a little bit. I, I slept uh, on it longer. I mean, yeah. you, you told me about it and, and you had watched it before. And finally, As- Aspen and I have been like, man, we, we need to see this. Christy really liked it. I I mean I loved it was absolutely one of my favorite yeah. things I've watched this in a long time to be it's honest. It's so good y'all and it's it's one of those things where so many movies nowadays try and mimic the 80s and uh-huh. the 90s because that's that's the, that's thing, the thing to mimic to do. now you yeah, know, we're sure. we're that far away from it now that that that's what what filmmakers and artists want to uh, mimic but this does a really 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 good job in the music mm-hmm. in the art direction in the style of acting yeah um in the story and it's a little bit darker i was telling john that to me this movie is like combination stand by me the burbs the 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 frog brothers and lost boys yeah um goonies goonies but darker yeah i mean and i thought that was honestly one of the most impressive things i mean i just really liked it the kids were great the music was great um all of that stuff but it starts off very much like those you know it's like kids who are bored during summer yeah. break and are like creating adventures essentially in their minds right this group of boys and then this young woman that they're all clearly in love with. Yes. Um, but it, it takes a fucking turn. It delivers. Man. And it yeah. does not, you know, you pointed out to me, I didn't even realize it, but you pointed out that the kids in the movie are the exact same age that I was. Yeah, they're your exact in age. 84. Yeah, they were 14 and 15. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, that, it, it just hit me. Everything about it was not only just on point about the actual 80s, but it was on point about movies made in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, and it, it, it did some things like, um, even like, man, I I am I would have been, not that, you know, I was only, I think would have been nine years old in 84, but I mean, look, by the time I was that age, life was still relatively similar. We still right. rode our bikes and yeah. like sneaked out to look at fucking Playboys. Like that was, they did a such a right. I, I think I texted you beyond the horror of it, which is great. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best, honestly, like just straight up coming of age right. movies I've seen in a long right. time. I think your text was like, this is the best movie about being a boy in the 80s. Yes, truly. About being a teenage boy. About being a teenage boy in the 80s. And, 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 and you know, I would have been, like I said, it would have been a few years later that I was a teenager. But but that's... It didn't change that much. No. And it it, it truly captured that. And, and, right. and a very specific type, like, clearly, like suburban you know right. like these kids don't have no these kids live in a cul-de-sac yeah they don't have like real struggles no. so and i no. look you know i don't pretend where i came from like my summers were like i think i texted you was like one year when i was probably about 12 or 13 12 i think we convinced ourselves that there was a huge drug trafficking thing going on like and based, you went out looking yes, for it yeah yeah based on nothing nothing this is kind of the basis of that movie here hey young fans there was a time uh when michael and i were children when it was you know the 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 back of the milk carton yes usually had the picture of a kid yeah that said, a have missing you, child yeah, yeah. have you seen blah 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 and it that was uh, uh, it's so weird to me because that is the time of the missing children, yeah. right? But also the time of like go wherever you go want, go wherever yeah, you want. I mean, it was like these two things <laughs> existed like, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, nobody cared about us. And so weird that it was on a like I don't know how the milk carton thing. Like why was that the thing? I guess they were like everybody uses milk. Yeah, we should put these missing these, kids. put these missing kids on the milk carton. Um, but yeah, I thought this. I I loved this movie, and for those like. Not that I don't, I don't think anyone would care. Like they made this while Stranger Things was being made. Right. They, it's not like they saw Stranger Things and no, then were like, we should do that too. No, this is 2018. Yeah. Um, and so- Honestly, like musically, you'll you'll see there are similarities. Yeah. Um, I think this movie is far more serious. Yeah. If that's the right word. Yeah, I it's think it's far so. darker. It's it's much darker than Stranger Things. Yeah. It's less science fiction-y. Uh and those that's not a bad thing or no, a good thing. Just it's a it's, it's yeah. just a different thing. So so like just um 
quick recap, it's these teenage boys. Uh-huh. They're like 14, 15 years old. They're freshmen in high school or about to start yeah. high school. It's the summer before that. They're going through changes. Sure. Uh, they're all in love with this girl. And our, our main, the kid that we follow, he lives next door to this guy who's a cop. Yeah. And it's like these things have been happening in the neighborhood where kids have been gone missing and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, yeah. uh, he, be, he suspects the neighbor cop to be the serial killer. Yeah. And and and, and then that's where the adventure, adventure begins. begins. Uh-huh. And the cop is is played by a guy you if you watch Mad Men, he was on Mad Men. Mm-hmm. But this this is not he's a really good actor, but he's not a this is not like a star. Right. These are relatively he, he unknown. He plays the gay friend in um uh, the Devil Wears Prada. I, I wish I could remember yes. his name. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and he's, he's really He's good. really great. He's on Mad Men. He's in Twin Peaks season 3. Uh-huh. But again, this isn't. This is a small, small-ish mm-hmm. film. Um, I, I absolutely, I loved it, and and the, the the sort of turn it takes towards the end is is really effective. It's very, very effective. Yeah. So y'all don't sleep on summer of eighty four. It's really, really, and really even good. if you weren't a kid back then, you can. You, you, you'll you, it's enjoy a good it. Movie. It is a good movie. Um, What's next? So I have one that's uh, from twenty nineteen called The Vigil. So oh, this I have was not seen this. The Vigil. Uh, just to throw it out there this is a this is hasidic jewish horror i saw part of it but not to be confused with one from years ago uh that starred modest yahoo this is a much smaller film it's about um a guy who for reasons that i don't want to give away has left the hasidic culture right um which is a big deal that's a huge deal uh but he is desperate for money Mm -hmm. and as all horror movies most horror movies desperation leads to bad choices um, his old rabbi contacts him and says, hey, I'll pay you a lot of money because there's a thing in Hasidic culture that when someone dies, their body is left out overnight, but they can't go unwatched. So right. someone that I think we would call a shomer and they call a shoimer um, watches the body. Right. It's usually a family member or friend, but sometimes if that can't happen, the family will pay someone to do it. Mm-hmm. He needs the money. And so he goes to sit with this dead body for yeah. a night. And it is basically one location, very small cast. It's part in English, part in Yiddish. And I... It's bonkers. Uh, yeah. And I loved it. Like, also the main dude is a New York theater guy. Yeah. Who's like a very good actor, but mm-hmm. you've never heard of. Also, it's half in Yiddish. Yeah. You know? And like one of my favorite things, I think I texted this probably to you and to, to our friend Ian Ferguson, friend of the show was there's a moment in it that's like, oh, you guys think Catholic shit is old? Mm. Deal with this. Just wait. <laughs> like, it's you're talking about a, a, mytho- a religion and myth and all these things, thousands of years older than Catholicism. Right. And so all the sort of ancient stuff that we get into with The Exorcist or whatever, this movie's like, yeah, take a seat, little one. Yeah. This is how old our shit is. Right. And so I was way into that. So it's The Vigil 2019. It's directed by a guy named Keith Thomas. You should check it out. It's real small. Oh, my gosh. The scares are so good. Yes, truly. And again, this was a relatively low-budget film. I loved it. Yeah. I I I remember it now and I I did see it. I didn't see part of it. I saw the whole thing. And I, just to me, just the idea that it's partly in Yiddish is so interesting and exciting because there's more of that stuff happening. Like yeah. there's more of that stuff happening in American films, which is great, where they're like, fuck it, we're just gonna speak the language of the people who are in the movie. Movie, yeah. And deal with it. And at the same time, and I don't want to give too much away, I don't think this does give too much away, that they also don't shy away from like, there are reasons this guy left. Right. You know? Yeah. So it is, and I, this is going to come up again later when I talk about a Catholic movie I really liked. It respects the religion and culture, but it doesn't let it off the hook. Right. Like, yeah. especially there's a female character who's like, yeah, I got the fuck out. <laughs> right. And you're like, cool. I, I, I which I liked. Yeah. It wasn't like, which is kind of like why I always loved Father Damien in The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's beauty to this thing, but it's also kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and the the ability to walk that fine line and recognize, I mean, I was talking about this with my kids right during Christmas when they were here where, you know, they, I did not raise them Catholic, uh, but because I'm still very culturally Catholic, sure. they also suffer the trauma of right. Catholicism. Yeah, Catholicism. And, you know, they, they make fun of me a little bit, but 
I have to, you know, oh, you know, if you put aside, if you put aside the misogyny and homophobia right. and the, the, the pederasty sure. and all that stuff. The cover-ups. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's, it's, it's such a weird, I don't know. It's, it's a weird dichotomy. Yeah. Um, there's one thing about the last, uh, the summer of 84 that I wanted to share that I, I forgot and I'm looking at it now. My favorite line in summer of 84 is they're all in the dad's car trying to like, and, and none of them drive, right? <laughs> yeah. These kids are like 14, 15. They don't have their driver's license yet. And so they get the biggest one to drive the like the physically bigger. The yeah. Oldest, yeah. And it's like so meta because he starts freaking out because the cops are like dr driving down the road and the other kid says to him from the back seat, relax, you look like you're 30. Yeah. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Which is like such a comment on also movies of the 80s yes. where the teenagers are, are not are 30 years yeah, old. Yeah. They're 30 years old. Totally. Great. All right, you're up. All right. My other one that is like my... I don't know if it's second, first, sure. it was just the second one that I wrote down after summer of 84 is Paco Plaza's Sister Death. That's mine too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Sister Death, directed by Paco Plaza. Dude. Um, Dude. Sequel, prequel, prequel, yeah. origin story of the, of the blind nun in the movie Veronica uh -huh. that you and I both adore. One of my favorite movies of all time yes. at this point. And Sister Death, Hermana Muerte, it's very different. It's a very different film Abs from, from different genre. I would say totally different genre. Veronica is like so reminiscent of the nineties of nineties films yeah, to me. Totally. Um, and has a little bit of like Lynch mm -hmm. thrown in there, yeah. you know, whatever a hint of Argento, a hint of Argento and sister death is, is a departure from yeah. that. And almost, I, I don't know. Like, do I, I, I don't know if I want to say William Friedkinish or whatever. I think so. I but think that's yeah, fair, but it's like, it, it is, it's so beautiful. This yeah. is the thing that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it takes place in Spain, post-war, uh -huh. uh, like right after the Franco yeah. regime. Um, and it centers around this young girl um, who, it, it's like the origin story of the blind nun. Right. And she's known as the holy girl. Yeah. And you get to see um, footage, like uh -huh. newsreel footage of this little girl who supposedly has supernatural powers and, and is anointed. Yeah, and, and 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 at least is implied saw the Virgin Mary. Right. So it's very much has like um, the, the like children Saint of Teresa, Fatima. Yeah, and, children yeah. of Fatima, that sort that, of thing. That sort of thing. Yeah, and she grows up, and it's a little bit after, it's the 50s. Yeah. It's after the, uh, World War II. And she is now a teacher and a novice. A so she's super hot nun. A super hot nun, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the nuns are super hot. Um, Can we make this uh, hot Spanish actress look normal? No, don't no, no, don't worry we, about it. We you can't. cannot, cannot. I just want Bloomhouse or whoever the Conjuring universe, all of the people involved in the fucking Conjuring universe to go watch Sister Death. Yeah. To see how you make a nun horror movie. Yes. For, oh my God. For real. Instead of the fucking nun. Instead of the fucking nun, <laughs> yeah. which I totally hate. Like yeah. you already have a nun. Yeah. You already in a convent. In a convent. A hot nun. Hot nun. In an ancient convent. Yeah. How do you fuck that up? You can't. Paco Plaza doesn't. No. Um, it's so good. It's a, it's a beautiful, old-fashioned ghost story. Uh-huh. But there's also In like, sort of like the Spanish ghost story tradition. Yeah. Because they're, they're kind of better. Like, they're the better than anybody yeah. at the ghost story. Yeah. And it's political. Mm -hmm. It's intimate. Um, there are all kinds of secrets. Yeah. That come out. And at the same time, it's fucking scary. Yeah, and I, I think to go back to sort of segue, reverse segue, mm -hmm. he does an incredible job. I assume, I don't want, I don't know much about Paco Plaza. I assume the man was raised Catholic. Oh, I'm, I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was. And he does, even Aspen said this, Aspen always the totally not religious in any way and right. doesn't have any of that in her background. She even, because she watched it, she loved it, was talking about like he does an incredible, he does an incredible job of this organization is horrible, but yeah. I understand the also the beauty of the beauty of, of this yeah and there dude there are shots so in this gorgeous. fucking I was, I was film i was about to say that oh my god so beautiful there's that one shot at the, towards kind of the beginning where she is arriving at the convent to teach uh -huh. because she she comes to the convent to be a teacher 
and uh, she she stands in front of like one of the walls, and it's she's dressed in white. Yeah. She's a novice. The wall is white, and there are bullet holes in the wall. Yep. From where people were put up against the wall to be shot, be shot. by soldiers. Yeah. And it's one of the most beautiful images, just without the meaning behind it. It's just a gorgeous picture. Yeah. And he does that multiple times. The way like the way he moves that statue. Yeah, I still man. don't understand how he did yeah. that. And again, like he also is fucked up. He also without and like, look, I think a lot of Spanish filmmakers and Mexican filmmakers have dealt with this very specific period of time, like Mm -hmm. Del Toro in um, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Like this is a part of yeah Yeah. that nation where it's like we still have to confront like what the fuck happened right not that long ago. Right. It's like when we say, of course, Japan makes giant monster movies because of the atomic Atomic bomb, bomb, which. Historically speaking, not that long ago. Right. Franco so, uh, wasn't... God, dude, Franco, Franco lived to like 1980. Yeah, he, it's not that long ago. And he, you know, fucked that country yeah, up. Yeah, and so it, like Plaza confronts that. But it's... Be, I, I mean, and I'll just be honest. Like this movie at the end made me fucking weep. Yeah. Um. He also, the way he manipulates time mm-hmm. i it's one of the coolest things i've ever yeah. seen there's, and someone was like well what's happening i was like shut the fuck up just watch just watch yeah. <laughs> like there's a shot um it's and i think it's one of the, i don't want to ruin anything but there's a shot and it's a dream sequence uh where she's it at vespers i guess is what you call it yeah Vesper, and there, she's sitting there and there's the the one of the other nuns is lying on the floor and i, I mean just the way they do that and the point of view uh, it's just it's incredible it's incredible it's yeah. really incredible and it it you know it follows the tradition of of the orphanage and yeah. the others and devil's backbone and that sort of and thing so and then he sets up at the connection to veronica at the very end right and so aspen and i watched sister death and then went right in and watched veronica again and it is really like there are mirrored shots that he does it, it it's 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 a fun way to then rewatch veronica yeah because um, she doesn't have a huge part no. in 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 Sister Death. No. Doesn't have a huge part in Veronica. But when she tells Veronica that story, right. when they're like in the basement or whatever, the school, you're like, oh, fuck. It all makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, I, I loved it. And like I said, I wept, man. Like I did, there's not, that doesn't happen a lot of horror movies. No, it's, it's a really beautiful movie. Sister Death. Yeah. Um, and I think that's on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Um, so one I have, and I'll just talk quickly about it because it's, I don't think many people have probably seen it and, but you should track it down. It is called, uh, 1990s, uh, the Juniper tree oh. starring a very young Bjork. Uh, oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. So this is an Icelandic film based on a grim fairy tale. Um, and it stars Bjork. When she's so young, she still used two names. Gutmannsdottir. Uh, yes, yes. She, she was uh, Björk Gutmannsdottir. Um, it is, uh, it is the, I mean, the grim fairy tale is fucked up to begin with. Yeah. This movie is fucked mm-hmm. up. Um, but it's beautiful and slow. And there's maybe 12 lines of dialogue in pure like Icelandic or Nordic fashion. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't really talk much. Um, it's lovely. She is, it, the minute she comes on screen, you're like, yep. Yep. You know? She's a star. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She doesn't have to sing or anything. You're just yeah. like, oh yeah, I want to watch whatever that human does. Yeah. Um, and the people, the other actors, Icelandic actors in it are fantastic. It's, it's a really, it's a fairy tale and it's dark as fuck. And, and then Lars von Trier fucked her up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was glad she came back and did the, that scene in the Northman uh-huh. because she's awesome. She's awesome. Um, she's like, so just, she's just a compelling performer, human. Yeah. Yes. yes. Just working on a different level. And, and this is a lovely film, um, directed by, she was an American woman, uh, who died very young. Uh, and, uh, but she directed this in Iceland with, uh, Icelandic, I think maybe one or two Danish actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, there's nothing like that setting. It almost all takes place outside. It's great. It's a cool fucking fairy tale. It's so cool. Yeah. Like every, like whenever I watch those, like the Icelandic or the Scandi or the, even like British movies, that even that the, their contemporary, 
you're sitting there and you go, that castle just exists. It's just there. And, or like even Veronica, uh, not Veronica, but Sister, Sister Death, Death, where you're like, that building's just there. It's just there. That convent's just there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's 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 just so... And, I, and what was fun was uh, we learned, Aspen and I learned about this movie through this awesome documentary, I can't even remember, called like Through the Woods wicked yeah something. yeah yeah. it's that it's that super long documentary like four hours it's four hours long that i even haven't finished watching it because and i love folk horror yeah and it's a documentary that is all about folk i mean horror. the hit like from beginning to to now yeah and so we didn't know anything about the juniper tree that comes up in that documentary mm-hmm. aspen and i are both huge bjork fans yeah and obsessed with iceland we're like we should watch it it's yeah. great juniper yeah. tree 1990 check it out i love that documentary it's too so I, i'm gonna have to like i will find the name of it and post it on the Facebook page because it is such if you are a fan of folk horror but I mean it's it's so in depth it's like comprehensive yeah yeah it's It's like I felt like I was taking a course yeah you know yeah it's great so that's the juniper tree all right so uh, I watched Talk to Me. Oh, I was cool. Um, and director Danny. Wait, is this the single greatest horror film ever made? Talk to Me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hate it. No. I mean, it's it's on my list of liked. Sure. Because there are elements of it that I really did like. Me too. I thought the acting was great. Uh huh. These are young. I mean, these are, it's New Zealand, right? Uh, or Australia. Australia. Okay. Australia. So th- at least uh, they're unknown to us. Yeah. And um, I, this is their first movie, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and so that like these young performers are great. Great. Um, and, and I think the story has, is a good sure. story. It's like it's a good, good scares. ideas. It's got some good scares. Yeah. They, they go hard. A lot of movies when you have like a younger, like a, a kid. Right. Um, they don't go hard with what happens to the kid. This one does. This one goes hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, the hardest. Yeah. Um, and so there were elements of it that I liked. Uh, I also like that our protagonist is not completely likable. Correct. She's, I agree. She's complicated. She makes terrible decisions. She makes terrible decisions and it is her fault. Yeah. Um, Sometimes young people make terrible decisions. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Weird. And yet... I don't know if if I think it was like great. No, th- this is I am totally with you, and I think this is one of those movies. I, I don't want to say suffered because it did really well, and uh-huh. they're already going to make a sequel. So congratulations oh, to okay. them. I hope it's called Talk to Me. <laughs> that would be so great and so Hollywood. Um, it was so hyped. I, I, and maybe like if I had seen it initially, right? But by the time I watched, I think we watched it around a similar same, like around Halloween. the same time. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. It was one of those where it had been talked about so a, much. Like again, like I don't know why once a year or every couple of years we are told this single movie right. is going to change horror forever. Right. That almost never happens. It never happens. Um, Isa hated it. Uh, I I don't blame her. I I didn't love it. We watched it um on one day aspen and i watched the vigil and talked to me mm-hmm. we both liked the vigil better um again i thought it was really well acted i thought oh man i'm about to say something fucking say it. sacrilegious say it, say it i think a24 has become insanely predictable no yeah you're right i mean there's a scene with the kid that i was like well this is straight out of this is straight out of hereditary yeah which isn't that old of a movie right you i mean we're too Hereditary is too new to be fucking homaging hereditary. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it just, I, there's almost but like you know, a paint by there, numbers. There's feel. like a, there's a, but there, you know, Michael, you and I have opinions about hereditary and there and is people disagree with us. So yeah, I get with it. Us, and there are people who are like hereditary is the greatest yeah. horror movie ever made. Yeah. And, I'm and I'm like, okay. I'm like, not even the greatest horror film Ari Aster has made. Right. Like he made one that's way better in my opinion. Much better. <laughs> so I, I don't, I guess I'm not as hard to the other side, hardcore to the other side as Issa is, but I understand. And I think again, like by the time I watched it, I mean it, I really, you know, that's all you heard. Yeah. Like this is going to revolutionize. Well, I mean, and- just for example, I mean, when, when a little movie called the finale, oh, the finale, the finale was premiering uh-huh. at Alamo draft house. Yeah. Um, I was sitting there, um, 
greeting guests as the director of as the, film. the director of the film mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one gregory lush yeah walked out of another theater great gregory lush and he was like hey what are you doing here and i'm like uh there's a little movie called the finale premiering and he was like i just walked out of talk to me it's the greatest thing ever. yeah he loves you need it. to watch it blah 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 and i was like i'm at my movie premiere i'll watch Shut my up. own movie I'll lush watch my own movie lush. yeah no i mean i know and i've talked to lush about it and other people yeah like, he loves it i don't dislike it i, I thought it did some great things yeah, i just me was too. like my god it was so hyped it was so hyped yeah i mean for like again for a first movie oh yeah fantastic great performance by by the kids yeah um, and i'm gonna i'm gonna good s- ideas i'm gonna say one thing that i did love about it and this is perhaps my own lack of musical knowledge i did not know australia had such an awesome fucking hip-hop scene I, me neither because the music in this movie is, is better than the movie fuck, yeah it's so good and yeah. i was like hold on yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's kind of better than the movie. i didn't know australia was bringing this yeah um so that's on me yeah but yeah i i am i am with you and i i haven't i didn't know how Issa felt about it. So when I see her, I'm sure I'll see her at oh, one of these her New Year's parties. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'd like to hear her take. Oh, she hates it. Okay. I'd she love hates, the, yeah. you know, I love hate. Yeah. Yeah. Come I on. know you do. <laughs> we both love hate. Um, Great. That's a good one. Uh, great. Can I throw out, this is, I, I don't want to call it an honorable mention because I love this movie, but it's a very specific type of movie that maybe not everybody would want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Leap of Faith. We talked about this before. <gasps> oh. I just want to remind people about it. <clears throat> um, I love this movie. 2019. This is essentially a two-hour interview with William Friedkin. It's a masterclass. Yeah, and it's ostensibly about the making of The Exorcist, but it is a masterclass. Yeah. And so I know I know that's not like everybody's cup of tea, but if you're interested in film and filmmaking, yeah. um, I, uh, you got to watch this movie. And Friedkin movie. made... I mean, Friedkin made The French Connection. Oh, yeah, yeah. He made To Live and Die in L.A. <clears throat> and he made, what's the other humongous one? I can't remember. Uh, oh, uh, um, Cruising. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, and, and it's on. it's just, it's beautiful to, I just, I don't know, the way he talks about film mm-hmm. seems like almost like from a lost time. Yeah, it's from another uh, time. You know, uh, so I would, if, if, if you like that kind of thing, um, right. check out Leap of Faith 2019. I think it was on Amazon, if yeah. I'm not wrong. Right now I'm reading, um, I, I never know how to pronounce his name, Sidney Lumet. Sidney Lumet, right? Lumet? Yeah, Lumet. Lumet, Lumet, yeah. Lumet. I, I don't know. Be so less French, People man. correct me if, if I'm saying <clears throat> it wrong. Um, but I'm reading his book, Making Movies, and it's it reminds me of Leap of Faith because it's the same kind of like, he talks about making films the same way that Friedkin, Friedkin does. Friedkin did. And, and also super practical, yeah. you know? And I don't know, it's just like a lost way of thinking about it. Yeah. And Maybe, I, I mean, it, when when Coppola dies, when Scorsese dies, yeah. it's going to be No, it's the end of, lost. I mean, this is definitely the end. I don't want to. I don't want to kill these guys yeah, off. Yeah. But like, no, this is a general. Like, we're about to lose some. some I shouldn't say about to. No, we are going to eventually lose yeah. some fucking geniuses. And, and I, I don't. And I don't care what anybody. I include Polanski in that. I don't care what anybody says. The, we are about to lose <clears throat> some geniuses. Yeah, it's an era of filmmaker that I don't think will exist again. I, th- I feel the same way. Like, there's again. This is sad, but like. There's an era of, of of British actors that we are slowly losing um, that when the last of them are gone, it's I like, I don't think we'll see the like of that again. Yeah, like there's one in particular, and you know the one I'm talking yeah. about, that when it happens, oh my God, I'm man. not... I'm, I'm going to have to sleep for a week. Yeah, I'll have to sleep for a week. Yeah, um, um, and, and those things to me are sad. Yeah. Like, uh, thought, that's not to say there aren't great filmmakers still. That's not to say there aren't great British actors or actors from anywhere, mm-hmm. but it's a type of work... Right. That just, I just, you won't see it again. Right. Um, Um, Okay. So what my next one, did you want to go next or? No, go for it. My next one. And this is another one one that I just want to trash at some point. I have, I have two more that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one is just candy. Like this one, this is the one that when people every year, somebody calls me up around Halloween and goes like, what do I watch with my kid? What do I watch with my how do I introduce my teenager to horror, to horror movies? Um, and this is totally killer. Oh, nice. I still haven't seen it. It's really cute. This is it, with it, Kieran Shipka. Yes, yeah. it is with Kieran Shipka. And it is like uh, Back to the Future meets Scream. Great. <laughs> meets, you I mean, know, this is, I, I can't believe I haven't seen it. Time travel horror. There's Come time on. travel horror. And it is basically Kieran Shipka plays this teenage girl who, of course, is, is, 
hates her mom. Sure. Um, because Why her not? mom's boring and old and whatever. Uh-huh. And there, it, it, she kind of like, her mom is kind of like a, a Laurie Strode light. So her mom survived some kind of like killing spree in, in the, the 80s, 80s, right? That's great. And so she's really kind of like paranoid about the daughter going out sure. anywhere. Which and, makes sense. Which makes sense. And it's the Sweet 16 killer. That's the name of the of the killer. That's great. And uh, Kieran Shipka, I mean, Famous Lots Words is like, the Sweet 16 killer's not coming back, mom. I, be, I, bet, I bet they are. Guess what happened? <laughs> I bet the Sweet 16 they go, killer they comes go to back. Some, they go to a carnival where there is a photo booth that goes crazy. Uh-huh. And she gets transported back in time to the 80s. Perfect. And has time to kill the, or, or get stop the Sweet, sweet 16 killer. killer. But the more important thing that she finds out is that her mom was a mean girl oh in the 80s. great uh, it's just fun yeah that's uh, great there's nothing super scary about it um but it's you know a, a, a modern twist on on the classic that's great i love time travel i like i mean she was sabrina but like i know her as sally yeah. sally draper from mad men, from and, mad men. And now yeah. she's an adult human being i know crazy so good for her uh so i want to bring up one that uh <laughs> man i i don't even know how to phrase this like just you hated it that I, I really hated um, and people loved. What? And they, I, had what? To go, I had to go all the way back to February for this. February what? Last year. Oh my God, I fucking hate that so movie. So I got a text this week from a friend that just said, Skinnamarink, question mark. And I replied, people love it. I am not one of them. Oh God, um, I hate it. And so it. it reminded me of how much I fucking hated Skinnamarink. Yeah, I know. I keep seeing people going like, oh, it's the best yeah. thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, were you high? Yeah, I to Aspen... She, she, we were talking this morning. She was going, like, we was talking about my list with her. She, she had a, I thought she had a great take on it. She said it should have been a short 10 minute film that played on a loop in an art gallery. Yes. Great. That's exactly what it should be. Yeah. It, it should, does not need to be a, I don't know, nine hours, however fucking long that movie you was. You get more story scrolling through Instagram reels. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's one of mine. That's my, that's my hot take. I uh-huh. hated Skin and Ring. It's one of my least favorite movies that I watched this year. Wow. Okay. Well, this is another one that I liked. Um, and Issa also loved it. Um, a Wounded Fawn. Okay. I still haven't seen this. It's, she was telling me about this the yeah, other night. It's like, I, I don't think it's everybody's uh, cup of tea. Um, and it is at times difficult to watch. And again, it's one of those movies that some of the ideas don't completely follow through. But the art direction and the performance, like the, at, this movie is doing something. That's cool. Um, and it's, I've really, 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 really enjoyed, especially because right now I'm having this nostalgia thing with like the seventies. Sure. And it's very reminiscent of nice. that time. Um, let me see. I have some other ones that I just kind of like threw in here. That you liked or didn't that, like? That I, that they're. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of those too. Um, so, Everybody loves Cobweb. Yeah. And I fucking hated Cobweb. And it had potential. And it has Lizzie Kaplan, who Who, I love. And she's on two of mine that I hate. That's how poor Lizzie. Come on, she deserves better than this. She's so good. And it like, it's, it's. It's promising at first, and then it just goes fucking off the rails for the sake of, again, special effects. Uh, and I'm not, I don't hate special effects. I love special effects, but it's like, come on. Like, just because you can do a special effect doesn't mean that it's going to be scary. Yeah, I, I have a similar one called It Lives Inside. Oh. Which I was, so this is about two, um, in, in, uh, like, Indi- oh man, Indian girls who are... American. I mean, they're American, but their parents are from India. So Did I watch this? No, I don't okay. think so. I watched this. And like, I have uh, my friend Shai, who her uh-huh. parents are from, one is from India, one is from Pakistan. She is very much an American kid. She was so excited. Right. Because she's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Finally, they're making a movie about me. And it starts off so promising. And it right. looks at like cultural differences, kind of what it's like to be a very American teenager whose parents are from a very different culture. Right. And that's really interesting. And the scary, like, like the horror element of it starts off. There's like this evil spirit, if you will, Mm -hmm. that is kept in this like fucking jar. And this girl, it starts, she comes into contact with it, starts to deteriorate, like ruin her. Mm -hmm. It's creepy as fuck. And then about, two thirds of the way through or maybe half of the way through they show the spirit oh no 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 and 
everything about the movie ceases to be scary. scary. Yeah. It is just such bad CGI. It's spider syndrome. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, you, why, why, why? This was know. so much scarier I don't know. when it was this fucking jar. Yeah. It's the same thing with cobweb. It's when, uh, when they when they show the thing, you're like, that's ridiculous. No, and it's like, if you're... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and, and I was like, this is... They ruined it. They yeah. ruined their I just, own movie. I want to remind everyone that whatever your mind creates is always going to be scarier than what you can actually show. This actually takes me back to Sister Death. Like, the simple... There was an effect in Sister Death with the chair falling over. Yes! It was a simple Empty chair. Trick. Empty chair in a corner. Yeah falls over scariest shit yeah the other is I a, have, yeah a statue of the virgin yeah the, scariest shit i've ever seen yes giant spider terrible it was terrible and that's what happened here and i was like thing in jar way creepier yeah than generic you cgi yeah. monster than than chud incest monster yeah. yes <laughs> fucking hell man yeah again people keep talking to me about why we hated that movie so much and i'm like i'm not gonna tell you yeah chud incest monster so yeah that's it lives inside 2023 again i and i i don't look i i'm not at a point i'm not the guy who needs to talk about this but i know my friend was super excited yeah She's like, dude, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> and I, so she too was disappointed when the, when it kind of went off the rail. Yeah, I feel for her. Um, I watched the other thing that I watched because I feel it's my um, my obligation because I love the original so much was the Fatal Attraction series <laughs> that was on was it on on, on stars or cinemax or uh, showtime hbo, HBO. One, of those. one of those i don't know why this had to be made paramax plus I yeah I, have, I don't i have joshua jackson lizzie kaplan two oh, of my right. favorites she's in that too two yeah. of my favorites love them both i don't understand why this series had, had to, be made. to be made it is boring which is a shame which is a shame and it's like there is an argument to be made that the original fatal attraction is is a horror i mean it's listed as a thriller suspense right but there's horror elements there too and the what's what is scary to me is that alex forrest's character we don't know why alex forrest is the way alex forrest is right that's actually none of our business that's glenn close's business right she's creating the character right um and this series unpacks of course all of the reasons why yeah. alex forrest might want to get revenge on this man and i don't give a shit yeah i i, mean, I don't give a uh, fuck yeah. some people some people are crazy yeah and some of some people who are crazy are crazy bitches michael yeah some women are crazy yes not all women are victims correct and to say that all women are victims is in itself misogynistic i agree i i the the need to justify I don't, yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. And this is, I'm old and I guess people want to do theater that was made only five minutes ago or whatever. But like, she's way more interesting if when we don't she's, know. When we, if we don't know what the hell. And I'll tell you what, in the movie, yeah, she's crazy. Also, I'm like, I get it. I get it. That yeah. guy's a fucker, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, he's a piece of shit. Right. I get it. Yeah. The other thing that this series does is that it follows, because it's like a, a it's after fatal attraction so it's like it takes place um years after the original story joshua jackson in this version is he still michael douglas uh yes okay and in 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 this story michael douglas goes to prison oh okay for killing alex forrest okay and so we are experiencing the story in the future like 10 or 12 years in the future through the eyes of the young daughter ellen and the trauma uh, that it has yeah. caused her and all the therapy. And again, sorry, I don't, don't care. Don't care. I don't care. The Fatal Attraction was great because it was tawdry. Yeah. Because it was violent. Yeah. Because uh, it was a well-made film and it had great actors in it. Yeah. It had Glenn Close, Mike Douglas, Ann Archer. Yeah. Great. What more do you want? Done. Yeah. Move on. Move on. Cool, weird warehouse apartment in Brooklyn or whatever. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Meat got it. Meatpacking district. Sure. I got it. <laughs> I understand what that means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, well, that's that's disappointing. I think those are the only other one I, I just wanted to just want to remind people of two movies. Both of us. Hate. Are, 
just go listen to the episodes if you haven't. The Pope's Exorcist. Oh my God. And the last voice of the Demeter. Say, I hated the last. I knew you were going to say that. I hated the last voice. Oh, my, just go read the book. And yeah. It's, oh. Go read Dracula. Or I will watch say Dracula. this. I had a lot more fun watching Pope's Exorcist because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Than Last Voice. Than Last Voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched Don't Worry Darling and I kind of hated it. I still, this is Florence Pugh. Yeah, it's yeah, Florence Pugh. I still haven't seen this. Olivia Wilde directed it. She clearly knows how to make a movie. But yeah, and this Chris was like, Pine is in it. Love him, um, but that that uh, what's who's Harry, Harry Styles? Styles. Um, which they're, I mean, they he's in a lot of the press. He's in the press and barely in the way, movie and barely in the sure. movie. Um, I mean, I get it. <laughs> it's it's pretty, but I was like, meh, boring. Yeah, like, and I, you were kind of like, you could just go watch Stepford Wives. Yeah, right? just go watch Stepford Wives. Yeah. It's much better. Um, I, I just want to mention some other things that I yeah. watched. Um, so one of my favorite things that I watched, I discovered, is in the tradition of like '60s Hitchcockian films. It's a British film called Woman of Straw, uh, starring Sean Connery, Sir Ralph Richardson, and Gina Lola Brigida. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's just kind of like that 60s Hitchcock yeah. type of like uh, murder. That's you know, great. It, it takes place in a castle in England. Perfect. And in the Mediterranean, it's like exotic locales and murder. That's <sighs> the best, So it's man. the best. And Gina Lola Brigida. I mean, come Gordon, on. Like, what are you going to do? Gorgeous. Greatest name of all time. Greatest name of all time. And Sean Connery, who's really hot. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then I watched um, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Yeah, I remember when you posted about this. Oh, my God. So good. And so ahead of its time when you think about it. In Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde, Dr. Jekyll uh, is takes this potion that turns him into a hot female murderess. Yeah, hell yeah. And how they found two actors who look like each other. Really? Yeah. They really look like each other. It's, it was just like, kind of like, yeah, hot, sexy murder. I love hot, sexy murder. Yeah, Come and on, we need that, more like, hot, sexy he murder. He wants to turn into this like hot, hot sexy lady. woman. Yeah. It's raising questions. And then the piece de la resistance. I watched Amish Stud. Oh my. The Eli <laughs> Weaver story. It's a <laughs> lifetime. I did not know, Michael. I did not know. And this is based on a true story. Oh, my God. This is based on a true story of a guy named Eli Weaver. who Amish stud. Who was an Amish stud, Hell apparently. Yeah. Who planned his, his, Amish, his poor Amish wife's murder. That is um, amazing. Yeah, who was like... Would leave the Amish reservation, which yeah. is like the Amish neighborhood, Dutchland, Dutchland, and go, you know, to his. Party. Did he have an English lady? He he had several English ladies yeah. in the English town where he would go to the bar, right? Because um, that's what they call everyone who's not Amish. Yeah, English, and it's. I mean, it's a true story, but the movie is so. Was this a lifetime flavorless? Film? Yeah, that's it, fantastic. It, it's just kind of like di- stilted dialogue. You can see these Canadian actors trying, trying their best, trying their best to make something out of a situation, right. and it's just, just not, not on the page. That's amazing. Um, um, it was hilarious. It's funny because, like, you texted me about that. You know, because I work in sort of podcast world, and uh, we had a company meeting, and one of the women I work with was talking about this like weird explosion i guess of amish based content in in all like in romance in true crime yeah it's there's like what a weird fucking thing there's amish bodice rippers novels what the fuck like remember harlequin novels yeah sure yeah now there's like a whole series of like amish harlequin romance weird but it's it's still very like chased yeah like in like in this movie there's a scene where he comes home to his wife and and he he wants to have sex. He wants to get sexy with her, and he's like submit. And she's like, I can't. God says it's wrong. And he's like, get on your knees. And he like puts her on her knees, and he's like, take off my pants. <laughs> and she doesn't want to. And she's like, God doesn't want me to take off your pants. And he's like, that's not how you submit. And then he walks out. And it's like, I don't know if it's just like the taking off of the pants. If he he really needs a beecher in that moment. And she's just not willing to give him a blowjob. God's not cool with it. God's not cool with it. Oh, my God. You know. That is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, Um, 
it was hilarious. I I enjoyed it for the for you know the bad facts. Yeah. Are, what are movies that you're looking forward to? I have three movies that I'm looking okay. forward to. First, I want to the the finale. Oh, the finale. Oh, just the keep watching. Finale. I was watching it this yeah, morning. Keep watching. It just gets better. It just gets better. Uh, the movie. It's funny because you posted about it this morning. The movie I am most excited about is Nosferatu. Me too. Normally, I get mad about remakes, but this feels very very different because yes. we're talking about. Um, I Robert mean, an, Eggers. An, uh, yeah, we're talking about Robert Eggers. We're talking about an awesome movie, but a movie, an awesome movie from the silent film era. Mm-hmm. So, I, it's to me, it's almost like we're we're making a totally different thing. Right. So I am. I mean, and it's got Lily Rose Depp, Bill Skarsgård, um, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, uh, mm-hmm. and like we Aspen and I are obsessed with. Uh, I mean, you know, The Witch is like her favorite, one of her favorite movies, but we're obsessed with The Northman. Like oh, we yeah. just watch it over and over. I love that movie so much. And so like we rewatched it not like probably a couple weeks ago and it just got me even more excited about seeing what he does yeah. with Nosferatu. Yeah, and so. they've been real kind of like hush-hush. Yeah, like you just get like just, a weird image here yeah, and there. You're getting, oh, and who else, is, who's that other kid that's in it that's really, really great who was in Catherine or The Great? Oh, uh, Holt. Uh, uh, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas, yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, there's a movie on Netflix called El Conde that just looks funny. It's I like, saw the trailer. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's like Augusto Pinochet yeah. as, as an ancient vampire. Yes. That's yeah. got to be good, right? Like, it looks great. Yeah. It looks fucking great. Yeah. And I also do love, just from the trailer, I love the, I love the like, Fuck, I'm I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Like that that aspect of vampirism right. that that doesn't always get explored. Like right. oh shit, right? Eternal life kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. And the other one is I just saw a trailer for it this morning. It's called Divinity. Oh, I haven't seen and a show for is, this. It's produced by oh my god, who? It's like a big time producer. Um, Dino Soder- De Laurentiis. No Soderbergh, um, <laughs> and uh, Danny Alcazar, who sounds familiar to me directed it and it is it looks real artsy but it's like future weird ai technology you know um ruining humanity great love Um, it looks good yeah that's awesome i um we're gonna we're gonna get together and watch because we know i think this needs to be next yeah we're we're gonna get together and watch exorcist colon believer believer um because we want to have a hate fest yeah i mean sometimes i try to stay open-minded christy no not this time no um i know enough about this movie and what this man did to halloween yeah exactly (laughs) and apparently have a preformed opinion uh, we'll talk about it later but he has quietly stepped away from the exorcist franchise yeah thank god and gone back to making small independent films which is what he should have done his whole life because everybody told him you suck and yes and it tanked like we could have told everyone it would um so yeah that'll be that's up um we like we said our resolute our our new year's we're gonna get together more we're gonna make terror and tacos a priority we're gonna make it great again we're gonna make it great again (laughs) we're gonna bring it to you and with that um we'll talk to you in the new year happy new year happy new year happy new year christy happy new year everybody Woo! Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah.